Natalie Jackson, Director of Totally Runnable Limited and Non-Profit Seasporty Sporty CIC and welcome to Seasporty Sporty. In this season of the podcast, we are talking all things big challenges. Why? Because I'm taking on what might well be a crazy challenge to run around 100 miles across Yorkshire in England. Totally Runnable and Seasporty Sporty are both based in Yorkshire. Although we do work in schools and with organisations much further afield, but this challenge is all about raising awareness as I go about the gender sport gap in primary schools and the ways we are working to close it. My guest on today's podcast, I am super excited. We will be talking all things challenges and this um, guest is no stranger to a challenge. Andy Wright um, ran um, 5,000 miles, which is over 8,000 kilometres across five years to raise um, around £11,000, was it Andy, for the Kirkwood Hospice in Huddersfield? It was indeed. Hello, Nat. Amazing. Hi. Um, you are also my very newest running partner and, might I say, my favourite librarian, Andy. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and, and presumably I'm your least favourite librarian. Isn't I don't, yeah, I don't actually know any other librarians, I don't think. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, do, I certainly would say you're my favourite. <laughs> so, hi. We should say it is strange for me to be seeing you face to face on a screen. We are normally in person, but facing the same direction, chatting as we run, are we not? We are, yeah. I'm trying to help, I'm trying to help you prepare for your challenge. You are. Right, pounding the streets uh, on an evening. So yeah, yeah, this is quite unusual, isn't it? It is, yeah. But a fine job you are doing in preparing me so far, I must say. Um, before we dig into too much of the question, too many of the questions, thank you for being a part of the podcast. And we need to start our podcast episode like we start every other episode with a game that I like to call 11 Things Everyone Should Know About Andy Wright. I feel like we need a theme tune for this. Um, so it's it's very straightforward. It's two options. You just tell me which one is your favourite. Are you ready? I think so, yep. Okay, here we go. Cake or pie? Pie. Cats or dogs? Dogs, 100%. Invisibility or super strength? Oh, that's a tough one. I think I'd have to go for uh, <laughs> super strength. Warm weather or cold weather? Warm. Love Actually or Bend It Like Beckham? Bend It Like Beckham. Yes. Hot chocolate or coffee? Coffee. Digital watch or analog watch? <laughs> analog watch, but if you'd have asked me 10 years ago, I would have said digital. <laughs> Box sets or movies? Box sets. Singing or dancing? Neither really, but I suppose as a musician, I have to say singing. Definitely not dancing. <laughs> watching football or watching tennis? Watching football or tennis? Yeah. Football, 100%. And, and last, last one, one, cardio or weights? <laughs> cardio. <laughs> Interesting responses there, Randy. I like it. Never, never lifted weights. <laughs> oh, I did once actually, yeah. I went to the gym with a friend and I couldn't do anything for three days afterwards. That was my one weightlifting experience. Oh. Couldn't move my arms. Oh. Um, now, I must say, not many people I can give you the exact date that we met, but I can with you. We met on October the 11th, 2015. We did, I remember it very well. It was in the VIP area. It was. The, the <laughs> and we were, it was. 
we were the non-VIPs, weren't we? Now, you were the VIP. I had absolutely no business being there. I didn't think <laughs> that I did either. <laughs> you did. You were doing something amazing. I was um, accompanying Emily, really. My business partner, Emily, who has also co-hosted the podcast with me, Emily Freeman. Um, she, obviously, she was a sprinter. It was a 200-meter runner. And I, I think she would, it would be fair to say, I, I made her run a marathon. <laughs> Um, because I had done it and I figured if I could do it, anyone could do it, even somebody who had trained their whole life to run 200 metres instead of 42,200 metres. <laughs> and she she did it. She was great. It was awesome. Um, but she was being interviewed um, very early in the morning um, by the, the TV and the radio and people. And um, yeah, you and I got chatting in the VIP area. We did indeed. Yeah, yeah. It was it was swanky to be fair. There was lots of space and it was yeah, it was lovely. How so that was that actually was the first the very first day you were setting off on your challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, my challenge was was to run five thousand miles in five years. Uh I mean I can talk about how that how that came about a little bit, but the but but the the that where you, where you've started uh, was on the starting line of the first mile of the five thousand, which was the Yorkshire Marathon. So it, obviously, I've been training for quite some time to to get there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was the start of the five thousand miles in five years. And I've always considered myself very honoured to have been at that very first step and I've followed your journey ever since and I know we've been in touch on social media and when park runs and things were happening, I've seen you around there, so we've stayed in touch. We have that, yeah, we have. And do you remember we actually started at the front of the start line? Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know, when you do these mass participation marathons, they tell you to go to the to the section on the start, which is kind of where you would do you so so if you're gonna do four hours or five hours, you will go to the particular point. And we just got frog marched straight to the starting <laughs> right. line. So we we had to set off with all these guys that were like sort of four and a half, five minute milers, <laughs> and we were like plodding along very got very quickly overtaken by loads of people yeah and actually I don't know if I've told you this Andy but Emily so in that in that marathon so I have most people who who listen to the podcast will know that I am by no means any kind of elite athlete but I have run three marathons and that was in fact the fastest one that I've ever done which it wasn't particularly fast by any sort of Paula Radcliffe type standards but um we did about four hours 20 something minutes which is is decent for for a marathon it's a very very long way but Emily beat me by one second and actually, we couldn't work it out. Well, we couldn't work it out because I think we'd even like held hands. I think we like went through the finish line together. It was, but actually, we worked it out when we watched the. There was a slow motion replay of the start of the race on um, the Yorkshire Marathon social media, and she'd crossed the line one second behind me. So it was like I thought she was dipping for the line like a sprinter, yeah, but she wasn't. Would, it was the opposite. That would have been exactly <laughs> what I thought. I thought as a sprinter, she's trained, isn't she, to dip for no. the line instinctively. <laughs> Even when you're crossing hand in hand, right? Yeah, so it was, was the, start, the start, not the finish. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Ethan. She calls herself Definitely a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so back to then, your the start of your challenge. How how did you feel that day? I know most of us running a marathon is is something that makes people nervous anyway, and certainly I was nervous about the distance. And but you were setting out on what to all intents and purposes is a crazy, crazy challenge. You were setting out to run 5,000 miles, which is a really, really long way. How were you feeling that day? I mean, on that day, the challenge the challenge on that particular day was, was a completely different challenge because if I can take you back a few years, 
uh, I I started running in 2010. Uh, I was a, a couple of stone heavier than I am now, and and I really started uh, in when I was about 40 to just try and uh, and and get fit and lose a little bit of weight. And what I decided to do after Christmas one year uh, was was to I downloaded a, a a couch to marathon training plan, and I spent nine months working my way through that, gradually increasing my distance. Uh, I used to go out on a night so nobody could see me because I was kind of embarrassed. I was sort of plodding, plodding around, uh, kind of you know in the in in the dark through the winter months, gradually increasing my distance. And so my my aim at that point was to was to complete this marathon. So I got to marathon day, I. Uh, was was absolutely fine for about 20 miles and then I completely crashed and did that classic uh, kind of hitting the wall thing and finished the marathon uh, but I didn't achieve what I set out to achieve which was to run a marathon I always thought that I'd done a marathon but not run a marathon so when so it take you back to October 2015 when I'm stood on the start line Yes, that was the first part of the 5,000 mile challenge, but that wasn't really what was in my head on that day. I wanted to fulfill that kind of dream that I'd waited five years, which was to actually run a marathon. So for me, the important bit of that day was getting through those last six miles without without crashing and burning, which I'd done last the last time. And during the during the the year between uh, 2010 to 2015, I. I had a chat with somebody at work who was in a running club who we were, and we were talking about different challenges and their running club were all doing a thousand miles in a year. And uh, that just put the idea into my head. And I wondered whether that would, whether that was a possibility to do that within kind of having a fairly young family and fitting it around uh, kind of, you know, trying to do 20 miles a week every week for a year, which is kind of what it averages out at, was that an achievable goal? So I did that in 2013. And then that was what then gave me the idea, well, if I can do it for a year, I'd like to keep fit in my 40s and into my 50s. Why can I not continue that and do it for five? So that's, that's how the challenge came about. Amazing. So it sounds like you've always been quite motivated by setting yourself goals. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm somebody that 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 feels like they're they they maybe always sort of looking for the next thing and thinking about what what what's coming next, what's coming next. So yeah, set, setting setting goals. But but for me, I mean, I, I know I've had this conversation with other people. Five thousand miles sounds like a ridiculous amount. It sounds like a lot. <laughs> but actually, I mean, it's that kind of that kind of management thing about sort of how do you eat an elephant, isn't it? You know, you, yeah. you break it into very small pieces. I mean, if you break it down to a thousand miles a year, it doesn't seem so 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 such a lot that it's 83 miles a month it's 20 miles a week so it's kind of uh it's it's three point some miles at miles a day and three to for, for somebody to go out and run three miles a day that's not that bigger you know that's not that bigger kind of a challenge the challenge is actually keeping that going for you know for 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 the sort of for the longevity of it for the for the longest length of time that's so it it's the consistency I, I know that i i know that a lot of people will think oh five thousand miles that's amazing you know and you've and you've said the same you've said it to me yourself but actually it's not if you you know you spread it out over five years i kind of feel it's not exactly like a charlatan but certainly you know that I, know, I know that there are people that take on far greater challenges than that uh, that, but this was a challenge for me personally at a particular point in my life it was it was just the perfect challenge at the perfect time 
Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I, I understand what you're saying about the consistency of it, but I think that's what makes it amazing. I don't think that makes it, I don't think you're a charlatan. <laughs> I think that's what makes it an amazing thing. The consistency, the getting up, the doing it day after day. And, and the, you know, the, the, the consistency of it for me is the, is the biggest bit, isn't it? Because actually, well, you can go and run for a really long distance in one day, but then the next day you can have a rest. You yeah. were having to get out there yeah. day after day after day, week yeah. after week. And, how, and that's how where many the... people, How many people do you know, Natalie, who've set themselves a challenge uh, and, and, and either get bored of it or, you know, it's so easy on a, on a Saturday morning, isn't it? When, you, when people, you get up and do parkrun, but actually I don't think I can be bothered this week. And people very quickly sort of get out of the habit. And then before you know where you are, your fitness has dropped a little bit. So you, you, you then quickly, you know, within a few weeks, you're no longer a runner. You're just somebody that might kind of go out occasionally. Uh, and I wanted, it was almost like I was, I was kind of, I wanted to tell people that I was taking this thing on so that I couldn't back out of it. So it was kind of, and actually connecting with, with a, with a, you know, a charity that's really important to me, uh, added that extra level of, you know, I thought, well, I could, I could make a little bit of money for a charity here at the same time as providing me with that incentive. Uh, cause I, I, you know, if nobody, if you set yourself something and nobody knows about it and you just kind of give up, then, you know, nobody's any the wiser, isn't it? Whereas this is kind of, it, you're sort of challenging yourself and you're ensuring that you do it because if you don't do it, you're kind of letting other people down. Yeah, and the charity and all of that around. Yeah, definitely. How important was it to you to have the charity involved? Yeah, I mean, the, char the charity, uh, the, the Kirkwood Hospice, which are now, now known as the, the, the Kirkwood, uh, uh, my wife works there, uh, so they they're uh, and and I've had uh, three friends of mine who've had uh, close relatives who've, who've spent the final days in there, uh, and it is a charity that they only receive about twenty percent of the funding from the government. The rest, the you know, I always say that the the quality of of a of a of a, a hospice in a community really says a lot about the community as a whole because most of the money that they get comes from the, the community and from the money that they raise so in order for uh, if you have a good hospice it means that you've got a, a, a very good you know kind of kind of uh caring community really uh and so i just wanted to to kind of contribute to contribute to that uh, and make sure that we can sort of continue to provide the best standards of care so that so when you when you're organizing the kind of that as because as well as running the five thousand miles in order to try and maintain a little bit of a profile how i, how I sorry i'm jumping around a bit now but how i did it was uh with with the money uh i tried i set up like a standing order scheme so people could sponsor me for a little bit each month whether that was a quid or five quid or ten quid uh per month so it was it's kind of a, a like a donation that you wouldn't particularly notice when out of your bank account automatically but over the period of uh you know so for example somebody sponsored me 20 pounds a month well over five years that's uh, massive you know it's, it's <clears throat> it's about 1200 quid so it's like you know it's it's a significant amount of money and you just need a few people to sponsor that sponsor you you know kind of so I knew that every month uh getting out of bed and doing those runs was making the hospice around about 100 quid every month 
you know, automatically on top of the one-off donations. And when I try to do special events and invite people and, and, and do other stuff as well on top of that. Uh, so, so it was kind of, it just kind of kept ticking over a little bit like a kind of a, you know, a, a business that just kind of, you know, you've got that kind of guaranteed income. So that was a fantastic incentive. And if I ever felt, mm. you know, like not getting up on a Saturday morning, that was the thing that, that I needed as a, as the little spur really. Definitely. Oh, that's, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, why do you think more people don't take on big challenges? I don't know. I mean, people, maybe it's because people are a little bit lazy. I mean, it's, <laughs> e it's easy not to, isn't it? It's easy to sit at home and watch and, and watch Netflix or whatever. And uh, uh, I, I just like to, I like to have something to aim for. Uh, and that you know maybe people maybe maybe not everybody's like that maybe people I think there's definitely I mean there's there's a lot to be said for Netflix you and I when we run we'll we'll run quicker in that last mile so we can go home to uh to our um spouses and watch Netflix um but yeah I, I think for me I think before I started running and I think running is such a good metaphor for all of this stuff isn't it for big challenges and setting yourself goals and doing more than you think you can I think for me I just didn't believe that I could I think it wasn't necessarily and like there's an element of you know or is it being like lazy or is it easier just not to but I think I genuinely didn't know that I was capable of more than I thought I think I was just sitting in a zone where I was like quite comfortable with my dog you know before I started running out, I was a solicitor. I was like comfortable in my job. I, um, I had hobbies that I did. I just thought that physical, physical stuff, you know, physical sport, physical activity wasn't something I was good at and therefore I shouldn't be doing it. Whereas actually what I've learned is, A, you don't have to be good at running to be, to really love it and enjoy, you know, the whole, um, the whole aspect of it, whether it's, you know, the physical running of it, the community side of it, or all of that. But the the challenge thing for me is that actually running is so good for challenging yourself and beating yourself. I don't really care if I beat somebody else because everybody's so different. And actually I'm, you know, I'm not the most talented sports person, but actually what, I, it, what it's a really nice thing for me to do is, is try and beat my previous time or beat my previous distance. Or that's what I like about it. And I think that's, I think a lot of people are, where I was and just not really understanding how much they're capable of I th and I think yeah I think running's a great it's a great equalizer is running because uh I mean I'm a great believer that that I think everybody can can run uh you know even if even if that's a, a run walk uh, you know, run a bit, walk a bit, do do couch to five k. I think parkrun has been absolutely fantastic for, uh, you know, kind of kind of getting that that kind of the a running community and people understanding. You can run, you can take 42, 43, 45 minutes an hour, uh, you know, parkrun is the is this kind of you know family, and. Uh, kind of all-inclusive uh, and certainly I think in the in the 1980s when the London Marathon started the average finish time was about three quarters an hour faster than the average finishing time now there are so many more people that that I see the phrase kicked around sort of social runners uh, who are who are runners but who are but kind of you know take it a little bit easier uh, but still to do a marathon you're setting yourself a, a kind of an incredible challenge 
definitely. But I think even to set, if you're not a runner, to set yourself, you know, the challenge of running a 5K or running 50 kilometers in the next month, even that sort of thing, I think that's, that is a bit, it's a big, it's a big thing to do something different. And we often say with our death to 5K courses that we do with, with adults quite often in schools, we say, you know, it's, if you miss, if you, because we give them a plan to do and, and it's, you know, a case of doing their, their sort of homework runs and things. If you miss one run, that's not a disaster. That's fine. You can pick it up and you can carry on. But if you miss two, there's something that clicks in your brain and you suddenly think, oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm not a runner. But actually, by doing two runs in a row, you get back to the place you were so much. Like, it's actually, the, it's the two run thing is a big, big thing, isn't it? And I think actually, once you start, once you start with the consistency, it all adds up. It's that whole one step at a time thing, isn't it? So, I, so I'm going to ask you a Oh, go on. No, I'm going to ask. I was just going to say, so what about your challenge, Natalie? Do you want to tell people about, about your challenge? Because that's really what this is all about, isn't it? Well, I mean, part of the, I'm not going to lie, Andy. I do want to be asking your advice on this. And this is part of the, it's not a very secret ulterior motive for getting you on the podcast. So my challenge is to, to I'm going to run across Yorkshire. So we're based in Yorkshire. I'm from the Isle of Man, but I moved to Yorkshire when I was in my early 20s. And I have felt fully adopted by um this fabulous place and so part of it is about you know giving something back to to a place that I love living in um we we know that um that we can do more than you know we've talked about it we know that you can do more than you think you can and running is such a great way of doing that and I definitely felt in the last lockdown that um I think like a lot of people the last year has been tricky has been a time when we've thought about the things that really, you know, feed our souls and help with our mental health and all of that. And I, I've always known that running has helped with my mental health massively. And I definitely, in this recent lockdown in particular, I definitely felt that and felt um, in the earlier lockdowns, the, the very first one, I, I wasn't in a place to be helping other people. I very much needed to do, just look after myself and, and my little girl Um and actually I wasn't, you know, my mental health wasn't brilliant the first few weeks of that first lockdown. And the only thing really that was keeping me going and keeping me sane and thinking that that the world wasn't going to just turn itself upside down again was was my running. So running has definitely helped me over the last year. And then in um, the recent lockdown, I was doing some um, work with an, we had an online desk to 5k course. So it was absolute beginner runners, amazing, inspiring women who weren't sure if they could complete a 5k in eight weeks but we did an online course that essentially mixed all the physical stuff they needed that they would go off and do they had a training plan that they would go off and do and we had mindset training each week about different aspects of things and and we were talking so so often about how you can do more than you think you can and it was they were coming back with stories of oh, I've run this far or I've run for for this um amount of time and and that they were taking on challenges and they were pushing themselves and it, it was just a lovely online community atmosphere and it struck me that actually I wasn't doing anything that was that I wasn't sure I could do um yeah and I think like there's loads of stuff you know there's loads of ways that I do push myself and there's goals and there's all of that and and I'd I'd done I'd done a, you know, one of these challenges where you, they advertised to me on Facebook and I don't know if it's just because of what I do or what I clearly click on, but one of these challenges, where they do, well, it was one of these where you, you know, you say you're going to run an X amount, of, I think it was a hundred kilometers in a month. So I said, I'll do that. And so I did that and I, I got the medal and that was great. But actually what I wanted was something that I really wasn't sure I could do. And that's where the idea of running across Yorkshire came. It just seemed like, a fun idea can you run across Yorkshire and I'm sure 
you know, elite runners could run across Yorkshire with much less effort than it, it will take me. But actually, I'm somebody who isn't an elite athlete. I, I have run marathons, but they, they were a while ago. I've, you know, I've had my little girl. She's just turned three. Um, I have, you know, I put on four stone whilst pregnant with her. So actually, there's a lot of, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm certainly not any kind of elite athlete. And the idea of, could I get myself to a position where I could run I think it's almost 100 miles. It's, 100, it's 150 it's, it's 100 something kilometres. In, in seven days. In a week, yeah, yeah. So the idea of could I get myself to do that from being a very sort of, in inverted commas, normal human being, I'm not any kind of elite athlete by any stretch of the imagination. And I, yeah, I think that, that I like the idea. It excited me. Um, and it made me think, do you know what? It will push me out of my comfort zone. It will, the same thing that we've said about 5,000 miles. You know, if you if you aim for 5,000 miles and you don't get it, but you hit 3,000 miles, well, you've run 3,000 miles more than you were going to run. Well, if I aim to run across Yorkshire and and I don't make it, you know, it doesn't happen as quickly or, you know, I can't, I get injured or something. Well, I'll, I'll have gone further than I would have done. And actually it's, you know, I'll go back and finish it in a different way. I think for me, it's, yeah, it's it's just pushing myself. And the same thing you said about, you know, wanting to, to take more on and see what you're capable of. And, I, you know, running's taught me that. And the re- so the reason I asked you that was because because the actual, so it's, it, it's the actual work that you're doing right now in preparation that actually will get you ready for doing 100 miles in a week. And uh, people talk about the journey rather than the rather than the, the destination, don't they? And and actually enjoying, uh, you know, kind of getting to somewhere rather than just saying, "Oh, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" And that was the the thing that I was trying to do with the with the five thousand miles. I explained to, to people that that you get a medal for doing the marathon, but actually the hard work is you know, three or four weeks before the marathon, you should go and run 20 or 21 or 22 miles. There are no cheering crowds. You don't get water stations. You don't get a, no medal. medal for that. But yet you've done, 90, you know, 90% practically of, of what you're going to do on the day. So the day really is just a big celebration. And that was, and so what I wanted people to do was to sponsor me for the Thursday nights when you go out and do 10 miles in the pouring rain or the Saturday morning when you get up and it's snowing and it's horrible and and kind of so for me your 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 challenge is as much about what what me and you are doing when we go out on a on a on a Wednesday evening or a Thursday evening or whatever because you're building yourself up uh, to to actually to that that week is the week where you're actually doing the challenge but all the hard work is what you're actually doing at the moment and that's all part of the part of the journey it's part of the challenge because you couldn't just say right I'm going to sit on my backside now for the next six weeks and then the last week in July I'm going to run 100 miles that kind of wouldn't work would it no and I think even even where we're up to yeah I, I hadn't really thought of it like that and I think that is that's definitely true isn't it it is all the stuff that you're doing you know, I was working out today on probably... So where are we now? We're in the start of June now. So this podcast won't be going out until it's it's nearer the date. But actually where we are now, 1st of June, um, we're... You know, I am at the stage where I've gone from... In March, I was running a couple of 5Ks and a 10K maybe a week. That was my running. And that's that would be a lot, you know, for some people. And certainly it was a lot from coming back from, from having Lexi and, and getting back into... Um, into running regularly and all of that but yeah I've gone from running maybe 20 kilometers a week to now I'm up to 72 kilometers last week and it it is and that's that's been 
hard that hasn't been easy I know um when we first started talking about this episode a couple of weeks ago about having a chat part of the reason I wanted to chat to you was because I'm I don't find the whole thing easy like the that consistency of it and that I think it was when I got to 50 kilometers that week I did 50 kilometers I thought oh there's a really long way to go here (laughs) 50 kilometers in a week is a big commitment and it's hard and and I did I remember saying to you that the week that we ran you know that it it felt big then yeah and another thing you said to me really early on in fact I think it might have been the thing that that actually spurred me on to, because I saw I how this all started is I saw the Facebook post where you declared to the world yeah. that you were going to do this, and I thought, wow, that's impressive. So I, <laughs> I mean, so, so I, re- I reached out and offered to, to to come out for a run with you. And for me, the big thing was was you'd put something in that post about how you can't run for two consecutive days. I think you put something. I've like, never done that. I don't think. If I have a if I have a run, I have a rest day, and then I have a run. Yeah. Well, I thought. I thought well well that's a non-starter if you're going to tackle this you need to (laughs) so the first thing you need to do is you need to start running on consecutive days because you obviously you need to build your body up to be able to get as close to doing the actual whatever the thing is at the end of the road getting yourself ready for that thing is 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 the preparation is what you need to do so I was just so desperate to tell you (laughs) that you need to to do some more running now you need to you need to do the heavy the heavy lifting in terms of the the miles needs need to be on days one two uh four six and seven and i could sort of i could immediately see a pattern that i thought would make it easier to do based on what you'd articulated in that facebook post and so it's uh, so us us kind of t- talking about it in more detail as kind of was was sort of driven by that initial initial thing I thought, for goodness sake, you need to be able to run two consecutive <laughs> yeah. days. Are you really are going to be crazy. trouble? <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, I think, again, like it shows you what's, what you're capable of. You know, I, had, I hadn't, and that wasn't, you know, I, I have been running for 10 years now. It's 10 years since I ran that first London Marathon. And I didn't know what I was doing then either. You know, I'd, I'd signed up for the London Marathon again, like you. I was running for Kirkwood Hospice. Um, who looked after it, you know, a family member that had been close to to our hearts, and they'd been brilliant. And and uh, you know, I, it was the craziest thing I could think of to run the London Marathon. That's why we why we signed up to do it. Me and my brother in law signed up to do it. I got in and he didn't, and I had to work out how to run a marathon in six months. And actually, that whole idea of do I'm I am I'm ever the optimist, and I will take things on without one hundred percent thinking them through. Let's be honest. But actually, it's amazing how quick how quick you can get yourself in a completely different position because where I was when I put that post on, I think that was only March. I I wasn't, you know, it was an insane thing to say I was going to do, but actually now, having done 70 kilometers last week, I'm running every day. It feels weird now when I don't run for a day. It feels like I'm treating myself. <laughs> If you think about where you've how, where you've come from in in a few short weeks, then you you're putting yourself absolutely in the best position to succeed, which is another thing about what a challenge is all about, really. Yeah. You know, positioning yourself so that you can achieve your goal. I'm still a little way off. I'm still not even. I still haven't done half of what I'm going to need to do in in the week. But yeah, I'm. I feel okay. I feel strong. I feel good so far. So. I'm just going to keep being sensible and keep taking good advice from people who um, have been there. We'll get you out running these half marathons on a, on a Saturday morning. Oh, your weekend half marathon crew. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it.
So I want to know what was the hardest bit about your challenge? Because the consistency to me seems like it might be a hard bit of it. But what was the hardest bit? I think if I'm absolutely honest, I think it's it's a good job. I how I how I tried to approach it from the start was uh, you never know as a runner, you never know when you're going to get injured. I've touched wood. I've been incredibly lucky with with I haven't had any long term injuries. The longest uh, over the five years, uh, the longest that I went not running was 10 days when I had some kind of little niggly thing. I've had lots of little niggly things, uh, but nothing that's actually stopped me from running for a, for a period of time. But I but I tried to build up insurance miles. So I got ahead sufficiently that if uh, anything did happen hopefully I was ahead of the game so that so that I'd got you know I, I got three two or three or even four weeks banked up so if I got hurt it would be, still be okay it wouldn't mean that I got catching up to do and I think when we went into that first lockdown I'd, I'd I had done quite a lot of running on my own but I'd also done quite a lot of running with other people, run with, with friends. And I think I'd fallen into a little bit of a pattern of running more with other people than on my own. So when we had the comp the first complete lockdown in March, I still had about, I think I probably had about 400, 500 miles left. And that was a, that was a bit of a tour running, just having, knowing that, you know, I, I couldn't do the run with Catherine and Wazim on a weekend, the run with club on a Wednesday. Uh, and then I could, you know, because, because I think I fell into a sort of three or four runs a week pattern through it for, for, for years, long run on a weekend, run with somebody else during the week, run with club. So I was always running with other people. So having only bit to be able to run on my own was, was I think the hardest thing. I do, I do find that running helps my mental health, but I like a mix of, chatting and 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 music so that was probably the toughest bit was was getting as it got close to the end and then you were doing i know you did you had by the time you finished because was it august you finished yeah we finished i did finish a little bit early we were it, the five years was up in october but we yes we 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 managed to uh worked out with about it was when things were starting to open up a little bit again so yeah we did yeah. a run up to castle hill uh, and and I was on Look North because it was a sl it was I a slow, a slow was news so day. Oh yeah. no, it was a good yeah. story. Yeah, there'd been there'd been there'd been a shooting in Sheffield. Uh, um, it was Amanda Harper that came and 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 did the and did the thing. Uh, came and did the interview, and she said that there'd been a shooting in Sheffield, and if the guy survived, it wasn't news. So I would be, I'd get on on the telly. Yeah. If the guy had died, then it would have been a murder, and I probably would oh. be booked off. So they filmed loads. They filmed, and and we ended up being on for about a minute. It was a really nice piece. Oh, it was uh, lovely. And that was piece, and that was great yeah. for the charity as well. So we yeah. so we had we had pictures with the masks on uh you know which 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 are great but yeah which you would never have imagined at the start of the whole challenge what a crazy what a crazy world we ended up in yeah definitely so if you had to give some advice to somebody if somebody's listening thinking i'd love to challenge myself but these all sound like insane crazy challenges what you know i'm gonna do something realistic for me and i'm gonna set myself a goal what would your advice be about how to set that goal well, what I would say is be, is, is be ambitious, but, but don't, don't be afraid to, to fail. You know, I mean, I, I said to somebody earlier that, that you know, I, I set myself the challenge of doing 5,000 miles. If, I, if I'd fallen short, if I'd done 3,000 miles, then, you know, wow, 
I've run 3,000 miles. So don't be afraid of setting yourself something that you actually don't achieve. It's the, the journey in getting there and actually going and tackling something that you don't think is possible, I think is, 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 the, you know, is the key thing, really. I love that, Andy. That is exactly why I love running with you and why I always come home buzzing about my challenge and how I'm going to do it. Um, so... I have no doubt because I, I've I kind of worked out how stubborn you are, uh, <laughs> how driven you are. Uh, I'm very, very confident that you'll succeed in this challenge. I'm really excited to be part of it. And as and when I do, Andy, it will be directly related to the help you have given me and the contact you got in touch. It definitely. Oh, Andy, we are out of time for today, but thank you so much for being a guest on the Sea Sporty, Be Sporty podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Where can we find out more about you or follow any more of your running adventures or anything like that? Yeah, well, I'm currently in the middle of a mad challenge trying to run 52 half marathons in a year, which which on Twitter is hashtag project run 52 with a couple of my friends. So my, my Twitter uh, is at at Andy 5000 miles. Uh, yeah, and I don't do anything on Facebook these days. So yeah, Twitter is where you're going to find me. Brilliant. We will find you on Twitter. Thank you very much. You have been listening to C Sporty B Sporty Challenges season, talking all things big challenges. For more of the same, you can follow at Totally Runnable on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can follow my running Yorkshire journey on social media using hashtag running Yorkshire. And if you'd like to sponsor me or find out more about my route, you can go to localgiving.org slash runningyorkshire2021. That's localgiving.org slash runningyorkshire2021. And if you're enjoying Sea Sporty, Be Sporty, we would be forever grateful if you could leave us a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. For independently produced podcasts like us, it really does make a massive difference to how far a message goes. And you know that is what we are all about. Thank you to everyone who has already left us a message. It really does mean a lot. <laughs>